Good morning, everybody. We have a mostly higher trade in the grain markets here early on Friday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up four and a quarter at 5.93 and a quarter. November soybeans are up 12 cents at 14.07 and a half. September Chicago wheat up two cents at 6.67 and a half. Uh, September Kansas City wheat down a quarter at 6.38. September spring wheat is up nine and a quarter cents at 8.46. If you're listening on the podcast, as always, really appreciate it. Leave me a review or a rating if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, my subscriptions continue to grow. So if you are watching, if you like this content, make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit the like button to help uh, YouTube to spread these videos out for me and uh, keep this channel going. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. For $49 a month, guys, I offer a ton of information via my subscription service. I have a morning email, which goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. The email includes every overnight headline that you need to be aware of charts, graphics, videos, um, all sorts of, of interesting grain market and grain marketing related items. There's a text message service that goes along with this. Any sort of, of consulting that you mu- uh, might need, this is a monthly sub- subscription that can be canceled at absolutely any time. So there's no other fee, no other obligation. This is a standalone product built to your credit card. Uh, certainly check this deal out, guys, over the weekend. To uh, get into the markets here this morning, we do have a little bit higher trade. We've got a three-day weekend coming up. Uh, We've got the 4th of July weekend, and the markets will be closed Monday. Following today's close, the grain markets will not reopen until Tuesday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, so we do not have a Monday night trade. Following the weekend, uh, the market will be almost exclusively focused on weather. What does the weather look like for the Corn Belt during the first week or two of July, which will take a a good chunk of the crop or or certainly some of the crop into the pollination period? Um, This is the case just about every single year, guys. You get around this 4th of July holiday and weather becomes very, very, very important. Now, some areas of the Western Corn Belt and Northern Plains will see some rain over the next week. Your uh, seven-day weather prediction center map says that you'll see uh, just a little bit of rain in the Western Corn Belt and also in the Northern Plains here over the next seven days. You look at Iowa, maybe an inch of rain for some of these areas, Southern Minnesota, actually the whole state of Minnesota, maybe about an inch of rain for some of these areas, a little bit of Eastern Nebraska, uh, a little bit of North Dakota, uh, very, very, very little of, of South Dakota. So this, the, these rains that I'm talking about here are slated to occur, I believe, Monday through Wednesday next week. This is not going to be a, a big uh, system by any means, but the rains would certainly be welcome. Now you look at the six to 10 day deal and you've still got this divide here between, you know, what would be the Northern Plains and the Western Corn Belt and then the, the Central Corn Belt and, and kind of the, the South or Southeast, the, the Northern Plains and Western Corn Belt still kind of on the drier side relative to normal. And really the whole Corn Belt is going to be warm here for a while. And, and that heat looks like it may break. Now, according to the, the GFS, it's going to break maybe Tuesday, Wednesday next week for a little bit, but then maybe kind of come back during that six to 10 day period. Uh, USDA or the, or the government did have its drought monitor up 
yesterday. And, you know, it's no surprise here. Drought continues to linger over the northern plains, North Dakota in particular, South Dakota, a good chunk of Iowa, southern Minnesota, a little bit of Nebraska, uh, far northern Illinois. And then the eastern Corn Belt's been wet and, and no drought issue in Illinois or Indiana or Ohio for the most part. Michigan's still uh, kind of dry. When you look at the breakdown by crop, the government says that 38% of corn production is within an area experiencing drought. 33% of soybean production is within an area experiencing drought. And here's the real shocker here. 93% of spring wheat production is within an area experiencing drought. And I guess if you uh, know anything about what's going on in, in North Dakota or uh, Minnesota, that's not a, a shocker. But uh, it's it's a shocking statistic, I'd say, that 93% of that spring wheat crop is experiencing a drought. The Brazilian corn crop may be even smaller than expected following a recent frost event and in the midst of, of what's been a multi-month drought now. Some groups are again cutting production estimates. The Stonex office in Brazil cut their estimate down to 87.9 million metric tons. USDA is at 98.5 and CONAB's at 96.4. This has been an absolute disaster of a growing season for corn farmers in Brazil. First drought, then a frost. Uh, frost this year, or this time of year, is not totally abnormal necessarily, but the crop's late this year, which makes it a little bit worse. Export sales were a mixed bag last week. Old crop corn sales, basically nothing, 15,000, down 93% from the previous week, down 94% from the prior four-week average. New crop corn sales were also poor, just 68,000. Old crop soybean sales, nothing special at 93, but new crop sales uh, of soybeans were good at about 1.7 million metric tons. Now, when you look at new crop corn sales, they are, I believe, the best on record. We've already sold like 15.5 million metric tons of corn for the new crop marketing year. It's, it's head and shoulders above anything we've seen, um, I, I think, ever. Soybean sales are more kind of run-of-the-mill. We're, we're maybe slightly ahead of, of average relative to the last 10 years, but we're behind last year and, and behind some of the better years. So they're starting to improve, though, and it, and it was around this time last year, this July August period that China really began to ramp up uh, soybean sales for new crop deliveries. So we'll see if, if that's the case again this year. You know, you do have an inverted market. Uh, maybe there's some incentive there. But again, Brazil just harvested a monster crop. How far does that go? Um, I really don't know. CFTC will release its weekly commitment of traders report this afternoon. I'll have some uh, updated fund tracker charts for subscribers on Tuesday morning, and I'll talk a little bit about that on Tuesday morning's episode. The uh, cattle market was higher yesterday, higher by about a dollar in the fat cattle, uh, more than a dollar in the feeder cattle market. Cash cattle hasn't done anything special, 120 uh, in the south and, and up to 126 in the north on maybe some higher grade stuff. The box beef market was down a little bit yesterday. In the outside markets, we have the S&P up four points ahead of the cash open. The Dow is up 13 points. The bonds are up almost a full handle. Gold's up nine to ten dollars. Crude oil is is down 15 cents in the August WTI at 7508. Um, so not anything real exciting in the outside markets. Everybody have a wonderful three-day weekend. Uh, happy Independence Day. I will talk to you on Tuesday morning.